again, everyone. It is time once again for Scoperp Soccer. Scoperp! An Orlando Pride podcast. This is episode number five, and I'm Michael Citro, your host and the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website covering your Orlando Pride as well as Orlando City and OCB and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. Joining me, as always, from Tallahassee, Florida, David Rowe is with me. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great uh, because the Pride are doing great. And it's very unfamiliar, and I don't really know how to react. Or what to do with your hands. Or what to do with my hands. So the Pride have won two straight after a 1-0 victory. Uh, Unexpected. But it mm-hmm. was racing Louisville, which I guess we shouldn't be unexpected completely because they came in without a win and they left Orlando without a win, although they had four draws. <laughs> <laughs> How did we pick this game? Uh, read me back our predictions. Absolutely. So in this one, you were more correct than I was. I predicted a 1-1 draw. You predicted a 2-1 win. So you had the correct margin just the wrong amount of goals yes correct result correct margin of victory incorrect total of goals i was surprised to see this team get a clean sheet but a clean sheet this team got yeah uh which is first of the season yes this was a a very bright start for the pride i thought this was a a game they were going to go on and maybe win handily they had some really good opportunities in the early going Katie Lund made some big saves to keep the team in it. Um, Pride went offside once or twice. They they had some uh, some decision making issues in the final third, but uh, overall attacked pretty well, moved the ball pretty well, and really looked like the aggressors for much of the first half. And then uh, got their goal. And it like it always felt like another one was coming, but then and maybe for both teams, and then none ever did. Yeah, and I I thought maybe you're you're being funny there by saying that they started out bright, uh, but uh, no, yeah. I didn't even plan that one. That's just that's just the way my brain works. It's like even when I'm not thinking of puns, they just come out. They just come out. Yeah, um, very uh, you know a lot of stories in this. I mean, you've got uh, uh, Madrill going up against her former. FSU teammate Jalen Howell. You've got you know Carson Pickett uh, playing against her former team. Um, so uh, a lot going on there, and and you know this was a match where I was curious uh, how the Pride would react to you know winning the prior week. You know would mm-hmm. they do like Orlando City did and you know seesaw back and forth, or would they be able to to take that result and get another? And and you know as we see, two wins in a row. I think it's fair to say a lot of us did not predict the pride would win two consecutive games before Orlando city would win two consecutive games this year, but especially with the way that the season started, but you know, for all the the fragility of the team and giving up those late, late goals to hold on to a one nil, to hold on to a win on the road uh, at San Diego and not only hold on, but actually add an insurance goal in that game. There does seem to be somewhat of a corner turn, but, I'm trying to temper my expectations right now because racing Louisville is not great competition. If you look at their schedule or if mm-hmm. you look at their re- uh, record and right now, San Diego is in a little bit of a, an injury crisis to some extent, but also they still have good backup players and good uh, plenty of starters that are still on the pitch. And 
but they went on to, to lose their next game by the same three, one scoreline. So I don't know really what to make of that win. Uh, although going to Washington and beating the spirit or losing to the spirit on the road is probably more expected than losing at home to the pride. Oh, most certainly. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think that some things are finally starting to click and, uh, I think Seb is, has got them going in the right direction, but I'm also realistic in that. Look, uh, this is a pride team that's still finding themselves and, and mistakes are going to be made. There's still a lot of young players. All the things that we talked about early in the season are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, they're probably putting some of the pieces together. Finally. I really like the way that Viviana Viacorta has been playing the last couple of games and that mm-hmm. double pivot with Michaela Clough seems to be working really well. And, um, you know, you mentioned Bright, Messiah Bright's the, uh, the goal scorer from Saturday night's game. She had, uh, it didn't look like really a dangerous shot, but it somehow got in, uh, just a lesson again to Orlando city. If you put the ball on target, good things can happen. That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, there were other, probably more likely scoring chances that they didn't score on than the one that they did. And, uh, there were as another. There was a good opportunity for Adriana getting forward in the attack. It was a sort of a two-on-two situation, and Bright went. And I don't know if there wasn't like a good angle to slot the ball into her, and then she was offside. So I, Adriana took it herself. Um, never, I will never have a problem with Adriana having a go at goal. That's that's why they brought her in, scoring some goals. So uh, if she wants to use her teammates to pull uh, some defenders out and give her, you know, maybe a little bit of a screen to try to get a shot in, that's great. Uh, she just put it a little too close to the goalkeeper, but this uh, this was a, a a team that didn't melt down in the second half. They gave up a lot of shots, but uh, you know, Anna Morehouse probably had her best game in, in terms of shot stopping. And and uh, you know, like I said, they didn't they didn't cave in, at, and they didn't give up that late equalizer that we've seen so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, too many, too many times in stoppage has, uh, has a goal burned, uh, the pride this season already. So it was good to see them, um, you know, not bunker down, but, but, you know, hold firm, uh, on defense and, and, you know, come, come out of there with a win. Wins are better than losses. I always say. I, that's very true, sir. Yeah. So sort of what I'm known for, I'm, I'm known for that saying. You're a, a soothsayer of <laughs> sayings like that. I'm, I'm known for my sayings like wins are better than losses. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course I am. Uh, but yeah, this, this was, uh, it was nice to see. It, ever since Michaela Clough scored that header off the Adriana cross at San Diego, it just seemed like a switch got flipped in this team in terms of confidence and perseverance and, and mentality that wasn't there prior to that i don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it was there all season until until that goal went in and it, it seems to have changed the team's outlook it has i think uh you know part of that um because you mentioned adriana and that one is that um i think she's settling in and when when with her settling in and getting to know her teammates and her teammates getting to know her and also her just being more comfortable uh in nwsl that i think that's a big factor in the pride doing better of course marta's back now as well and you've got some of those younger players starting to you know step up and play better you know we mentioned madrill early in the season was having some 
having some problems and she seemed to have uh, gotten her head back on straight. Um, and, you know, despite the rotating keepers, um, generally speaking, the last few games, they've, they've been good as well. And I thought Morehouse had a excellent uh, match against Louisville. Yeah. So uh big win and they jumped over multiple teams to get out of the basement. That's always nice to not see your team's name at the bottom of the, of the standings. That was great. So big games coming up. They uh, will start Wednesday against the Washington spirit, high flying Washington spirit. They uh, they've only dropped a game in the challenge cup, but coincidentally Wednesday night is a challenge cup game. So yeah, there you go. That's a opportunity as they would put it. Yeah. So we will talk a little bit about that a little later in the program. There's been some, of course, news on the player front, Dave. Yes, there has. And no, not a new player coming to the pride, but a player hanging around for a little bit longer as it was announced today that the uh, second year player, Julie Doyle, who's currently injured, Mm -hmm. uh, has re-signed with the pride, a a new two-year deal. Now she was originally scheduled to, you, you would think, oh, she's, she's, this should keep her here till 2025. But I believe what happened was the the 2023 portion of that contract got torn up. She got a new deal for this year and an additional year. So it's still a two-year deal. And so she will be under contract through 2024. And that's good to see. This is a player who I think was going to be an important part of the club or of the squad. I think she will be when she comes back from injury and that tough ankle injury. And I would love to see her you know, creating... Uh, havoc and and maybe taking some attention away from the defenders to give Adriana, Marta, and uh, Messiah Bright a little bit more room up there. Yeah, she can definitely be a, a, a force of nature in the attack. Um, it tends to uh, she'll drag defenders. She, you know, she'll get her own goal uh, or a goal of her own uh, as well. But um, yeah, just uh, gets up there and and you know. Defenders have to take her into account. And that, like you said, that opens up opportunities for the other attackers. Yeah. And I, I also like the way that she just, she just runs. She just always yeah. runs. She's tireless. She's uh, the energizer bunny. Uh, she's, she brings a lot of energy to the team and, and enthusiasm and it's infectious. It, it really catches on when she does something good and gets excited. Everybody gets excited. Everybody plays h- harder and, and better. So we want to see Julie back on the field and we will get to see that uh, for at least one additional year and hopefully beyond if everything goes well and she develops as a player. And, and that's really, that is a good thing because that means that she will be eligible to win player of the match uh, in those matches when she's back. And mm-hmm. so uh, obviously she couldn't, uh, you know, this past week because, you know, she is she wasn't injured. There. Yeah. No, but I, like I the, am. Uh, I like the slick way that you're reminding me we didn't do our player of the match. <laughs> well, that's I was trying to trying to trying to be uh, sneaky there. I'm but, calling uh, attention to my forgetfulness. That's not uh, are. That's that's maybe not the best public relations, uh, um, you know, that you can have for the show. But I'm honest, and honesty is good is good for any show. It is, and so now I want to know your honest uh, pick for player of the match against Racing Louisville. I'm going to go with Anna Morehouse with all those shots on target. Uh, she was able to stop them and 
you know, it's first clean sheet. So I think she deserves it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That was my pick as well. I mean, I would love to be able to go to uh, Messiah Bright for that goal. And and honestly, I mean, she played well. She's uh, mm-hmm. she's good at taking on uh, defenders and and muscling through and stuff. And I, I, I think we'll see more of that. But yeah, Morehouse, um, Morehouse secured the three points uh, for the prize. So she gets my player of the match as well. Absolutely. And we will uh, we will look for more um, performances like that because Seb Hines has been rotating keepers looking for somebody to steal that job, take, you know, lay claim to it. And maybe mm-hmm. Anna Morehouse is starting to do that. Yep, that could be. All right. Dave, we're going to come back in a little while. We're going to check our mailbag box to see if there's anything in it. We're going to give our key matchups and score predictions for the upcoming game against the Washington Spirit on Wednesday night and the Gotham game on Sunday. Double match week. Double match week. But before that, we've got a guest. All right. Let's go talk to our guest. We're going to get to that right after this. All right, joining us on this episode of Sco Perp Soccer, an Orlando Pride podcast. Very happy to have with us staff writer from Pro Soccer Wire, Jason Anderson is back with us. Jason used to be with Black and Red United, now with Pro Soccer Wire. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me, guys. It, it has been a while. Uh, I've changed outlets. You guys have changed podcast names. Um, so I, I feel like we're uh, we're all kind of doing the same thing, right? We're all kind of trying to make our way in the world. Yeah. In a post SB Nation universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've spun off our own Orlando Pride show because, darn it, Pride fans deserve their own show. They don't, yeah. they don't need to be just tacked on to our Orlando City stuff. They need their own show. And honestly, they've suffered enough. So they really need some new hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so. Jason, if you're interested, I know you're really qualified. You could do the show for us. <laughs> I mean, I, I, on Mondays, I have some time. Uh, it turns <laughs> out that's my day where I'm just unstructured time. So, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> so, Jason, we invited you on because you know the Washington Spirit quite well. Uh, the Orlando Pride will be visiting the Spirit for the Challenge Cup. The Spirit and the Pride off to slightly different starts in the NWCL season here in 2023. But the Pride are starting to show some signs of life and uh, just in the nick of time because uh, their schedule is going to get a little tougher here in the next uh, week or two. So why don't you just tell us about this year's Spirit team, what's different and what's new and what's working that didn't work last year? Well, it's interesting because the the squad has a few differences, but the the feel around them is is massively different there's been a major overhaul not just a coaching change but um you know a big strategic change on and off the field um a lot of folks that were sort of holdovers from the Steve Baldwin era their time ended with the club they've been replaced there's uh you know it it we all do this in NWSL where it's like, Oh, it feels like a new club, but like this time it really does. Um, it's a massive difference to see how, how much of a, they, they are carrying themselves like a big time club, um, which a lot of times in NWSL hasn't been the case, uh, not just here with the spirit, but really around the league, a lot of the teams don't have that big time kind of feeling. Um, 
they've you know under Mark Parsons they've adapted uh, a much more press oriented um, structure of play, um, and they're getting results at it. I think they are. If you ask them, I don't think they expected to be undefeated uh, at least in the regular season. The Challenge Cup they did lose to Gotham. Um, I don't think they expected it to be where they are at this point. I think they were thinking maybe two, three more weeks, they might be hitting the points they were hitting against San Diego. Um, but yeah, they, they've um, they've got a, a good vibe going on. Um, the defense has been progressively better um, and that they're tougher. Um, last year's spirit were good at staying in games late and then kind of crumble. Um, Aubrey Kingsbury after week one, you know, they were under pressure against Oil Rain a lot. And she said last year we would have lost this game 3-1. We would have found a way to to sort of let it slip through our fingers. Um, and that kind of that kind of sums it up. They really are just a more resilient team. And I mean, they're better. Um, the, the approach is better, but they're also just a tougher group this year than they were last year. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, scoring some goals and whatnot. Um, I imagine it's it's pretty nice having uh, Trinity Rodman and Ashley Hatch out there uh, providing that for you. Uh, you know, obviously, that's quite the potent attack. Um, let me ask you this. How would you stop them? Uh, I would be prepared for a good deal of direct play. Um, they, I think the Spirit want to get to a point where they aren't as direct um, as they have been in, in the first few weeks, but it has still been a... We're going to be direct for a while while we make sure our defensive um, our, our defensive tactics, our defensive uh, choices are really hammered down um, because last year's team was just such an easy mark to get goals off of. They said, if we stop giving up the goals, we can build confidence and then we can start to build the attack. And this San Diego game from the weekend was the first time where that end of the bargain started to really not just show promise, but actually the final product. Um, if you go back a week before that, they played Chicago, had a ton of chances, but it could only put one away, and it was a penalty kick. Um, this game against San Diego was them really seeing the like the next step in their progression. Um, but I would still expect um, a, a willingness to be direct, especially with um, they're probably going to rotate, but that doesn't mean that the plan changes. Mark Parsons wants them to play the same way. Um, he he do, when he has to swap people out because during the World Cup. This is a team that's going to be missing a lot of faces. He doesn't want them to have to play a massively different style. So um, it may be Lena Solano and Savannah Coleman instead of Trinity Rodman and Ashley Hatch, but they are still going to look to put them in space in behind. They're still going to look to find the number 10, um, whether it's Ashley Sanchez or Nicole Douglas. Um, They're going to look to find those players underneath, um, and they're going to look to be aggressive on the press so if you're trying to play out of the back they're going to try and force turnovers so if orlando wants to sort of take the air out of the ball san diego tried this um on the weekend they tried to use possession i think they ended up with it was like 55 56 percent possession on the day um they tried to take the air out of the ball a little bit and slow the game down and the spirit just found a way to sort of speed that game back up to where they wanted it to be so um, it is kind of a daunting task. I would say I would I would skew if I were Orlando towards maybe dropping off a little bit, um, drop my whole shape. Don't just you there was a I can't remember which game it was at this point because there's um covering so many teams at this point, I can't tell when anything happened anymore. But um there was a game, I think Houston, now that I'm thinking about it, where their back four was dropping off. And what they did was they just left spaces for Ashley Sanchez. Um 
And so if it's just the back four dropping real quick, you're going to still have a problem on your hands. Um, if the whole team stays compact, then you can slow things down and maybe, especially with the rotation that I'm expecting on, on the spirits end, slow the game down and maybe, you know, exert a little more control over it because that's the spirit have been controlling their opponents over the last three or four games pretty well. I would just construct a Borg cube out of your 11 <laughs> players in front of the net. <laughs> just hit them on the counter. Easy. Yeah. I want to point out that Orlando was beating San Diego 3-1 before it was cool. <laughs> yes, you, you set the trend. Uh, starting it off, I, I, I think San Diego is probably going a little nuts that this is becoming the trend. But uh, yeah, the it's interesting to see because that's – you know, two games that were, I think, played in a di very different way, mm. um, but kind of against a team that is, you know, missing some things and all of a sudden um, is starting to look a little vulnerable in a way that I know I wasn't expecting. I, I was expecting them to be fighting up with with Portland um, and instead they're, you know, starting to fade a little bit. Yeah, they could use a little adversity. It's it's their turn to have a little. Adversity. Yeah, sure. Or just like more than one central midfielder, which is the, maybe their issue right now is they've got one that's healthy and everyone else is hurt. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you about is there any do you think the Washington Spirit have any pressure to pile up results now, knowing that they're probably going to be missing a good chunk of players for a while when the when the World Cup uh, comes? You know, I don't I think when they they entered the year, I don't think that was necessarily the plan. Um, I think that they were like, we need to get enough results to get ourselves into a position where when the World Cup comes, um, if we can just sort of hold hold serve, so to speak, and then really uh, come through at the end. Um, I think that they felt this was going to be a longer burn um, to build up to their best stuff than it has been. Um, but I think now that it, it is like that. Um, and they see where they are. They see that the team is ahead of schedule. I feel like that does become kind of the mentality a little bit. It is an opening to, um, you know, go a little more for it because when you are missing they're very likely at this point, it seems like all three of their, their front three plus Andy Sullivan, who's, you know, still according to Mark Parsons, the most important player on the team. Um, and now there's a, you know, there's a goalkeeping situation with the U.S. that's sort of bubbling up in a couple other, you know, unexpected ways. And now Aubrey Kingsbury happens to be playing really well at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, it is going to be a difficult World Cup period for them. And so, yeah, I, I think now that they've shown that they can pick up these points uh, at this stage in the season and not just scraping out draws, but by getting wins. I think now that they they do kind of feel like, okay, this is maybe our opportunity. Other teams are finding themselves a little bit in a way that we are maybe a month ahead of them on. And so we can kind of take advantage. So, yeah, I, I think – and it's also – there's an interesting thing here where the team, I think, was very much sold on a – it's going to be progression. We don't have to be at our best in week two, week three. Um, we'll get you there, but it's going to take some time. But this is a group that in 2021 won the championship and kind of began seeing themselves as a team that should be winning championships on a regular basis. And so getting a taste of some success early in the season, I think that's got them kind of excited about like last year was the aberration. This year should be more like the end of 2021. Um, so we'll we'll see what they can do. Like I said, I think we will see a lot of rotation. So it's a big test for the players that a lot of them didn't win that championship. They were rookie or they weren't even rookies. They were in college at the time. 
Um, so it'll be a big test for those players to show that sort of that same level of resolve and, and ability. Now, you mentioned a player I wanted to bring up, Kingsbury. Obviously, when she was with the Pride, we knew her as, as Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are, are Orlando fans going to get to to see their former keeper in this match? I think so. Um, she played the first Challenge Cup game. Um, no injury problems or anything like that from the weekend. So I suspect that she'll... I, especially with the world cup situation being what it is. I imagine she'll be playing every single game that she's available for. Um, I maybe, maybe they'll throw one game in where they rotate because they don't want their goalkeepers when, if she's gone, I should say not when yet. Um, But if she's gone, they don't want to just, you know, Mark Parsons was very specific about saying he didn't want the players that will be here during the world cup to be thrown in without more than a handful of minutes. He wants them to actually get game experience um, I don't think it's going to happen this week. Um, maybe if they had beaten Gotham uh, in the first champion, uh, the Challenge Cup game, maybe that would become a, a moment at home to rotate. I don't think it's going to happen now that they've lost one because, you know, like most teams in the league, they're kind of like, we want to win everything, but we also need to not run ourselves to death uh, with this schedule. So um, they're sort of caught in the two minds that the, the Challenge Cup kind of, forces everyone into that's everyone's caught in two minds about it all the time um but yeah i think kingsbury i expect her to captain the team once again this week and and you know she's she's really taken it up to that end of season 2021 level 2022 i don't think she was happy with how it went for her um and she's really come in and been uh much much more what we saw two years ago uh in terms of consistency making the big plays when she has to. Um, the leadership is still there. I don't know how she has a voice at the end of games. Um, you can hear her in the press. I mean, I could hear her in the press box, even with there were 12,000 people at the game this weekend, and I could still hear her at times. And it's like, I don't know how you do it, uh, but she she does it every time, and she's still able to do the press conference afterward. <laughs> well, Jason, before we let you go, uh, obviously Washington's going to be favored in this in this game. Uh, they are the, the, the team that's been succeeding this year the pride have gotten a couple of wins recently but have you know, not not performed well uh young team but if you're looking at this you know we're asking i think give pride fans hope how can this pride team come out with a result against the the high flying spirit on wednesday night yeah i think get, making sure that the game doesn't get too fast too early is big so just um, playing with some patience, playing with some composure and control, um, that's going to be critical. Um, they, I think in Orlando games past, uh, um, under different coaches at least, the Spirit have been very frustrated with the physicality that Orlando has brought into some of these games. They've kind of let it linger a little bit uh, in the weeks afterwards. Um, I don't think that's, I think that's a, a mentality they want to be done with. Um, but, you know, people are who they are. You you might, you know, still have some raw memories from these past games. And um, I would, if I were Orlando, I would say maybe we need to sort of bring that reminder a little bit. Um, I will say the spirit got their first set piece goal um, over the weekend. And I know that they've been working on it quite a bit and they were happy to see it finally pay off. So maybe they're about to find a vein of form there, but on the other hand, they've got one set piece goal in eight games. Um, so if you can, slow this thing down and make it a little physical and make it about set pieces. Maybe there's something there. Um, I 
I'm sure Orlando fans remember from preseason that I, b- I believe Messiah Bright scored twice in the preseason game with mm-hmm. Orlando one three two. Um, we don't, at least on our side, didn't get a lot of information as to what else happened in that game. <laughs> so <laughs> can't say one word about how Orlando figured it out, but um, they at least have a blueprint. They've seen something that works against these. The spirit have come in and their approach in this this past week is what they've been planning on the whole time. So what what Orlando faced in the preseason is what they fa- is what they will face uh, on Wednesday night. So I at least Seb Hines has seen something that works in the past. Maybe he can replicate it. All right, Jason Anderson from Pro Soccer Wire. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, all my tweets, the good ones and the bad ones are at Jason DC soccer and the pro soccer wire Twitter account is pro soccer wire, all one word. So we, we are very easy to find. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for coming back on, telling us a little bit about the Washington spirit. It's been a while since we've seen him cause we didn't get to see that uh, preseason game either. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you on down the line and we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. Appreciate it guys. Thanks. All right, we're back, and I want to thank Jason Anderson. We both want to thank Jason Anderson for coming on the show from Pro Soccer Wire. Very, very learned about uh, soccer in the nation's capital area. The, you know, not just uh, Washington Spirit, DC United, uh, Richmond Kickers, all of those teams. Uh, Jason's got his fingers on the pulse in that region of the country. Yeah, and he's uh, he's he's been doing that for quite a while, and and always nice to have him on. Uh, well, I guess first time on this show, but uh, always nice to talk to him. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had Jason on before, but this is the first time on Scope Perp Soccer specifically. He's come on to talk about DC before, maybe the Spirit as well. But uh, I think I remembered maybe having him on to talk about both games because I think maybe both teams were going to play Washington that week or something. Yeah, I'd have so. to go back and look. I don't have a perfect memory. <laughs> As we proved earlier in the podcast, <laughs> not very many minutes ago, uh, we we definitely saw that. Um, but yeah, it, it was great to have him on. He's always uh, a fun guy to talk to. And uh, uh, we will catch him on, on another show as well in the future at some point, I'm sure. But Dave, why don't we check the mailbag box to see if anybody sent us a letter? I love the mailbag box. Right, two ways you can ask us anything here at Scoperp Soccer. You can email us at the mainland at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Scoperp Soccer, or you can just at the mainland. Either one of those is fine. Use the hashtag Ask Scoperp. Ask Scoperp. Ask Scoperp. That's S K O P U R P. Scoperp. And you just have to ask Scoperp. Yeah. Hashtag ask Scoperp. And uh, you could also go to the ask Scoperp. Uh, well, the form on the Scoperp soccer page of the mainland.com also has a, a little web form under the player, under the podcast player. You can fill that out and hit submit and it will send us an email telling us what your question is. So there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can. Um, I can tell you that nobody decided to do it in the Twitters this week. That is a shame. And I can tell you there's nothing in the uh, Gmail either. So that was a quick mailbag box. 
It was. I mean, I still love the mailbag box, but I do love it better when we have questions. So I encourage everybody to go ahead and get this. You don't have to wait until next week. Go ahead and do it now and just, yeah. you know, be like, all right, I, I didn't last week, but let me go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Ask us anything. Doesn't have to be about the pride. Doesn't have to be about soccer. It could be about anything. That's the beauty of ask us anything. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll give you an answer. We will. All right. We would like to invite you to our buy me a coffee page, buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland where you can support this endeavor and our writing. It's all independent. We all do this as a hobby. Nobody's getting uh, rich doing this, but one thing you could do to support us is uh, just join, you know, get yourself a membership at whatever level you feel comfortable with. There are three to choose from homegrown player, TAM player and designated player. And of course you get different levels of uh, benefits from those different membership levels. And, and uh, in addition to all the things that we list, there's a lot of things we didn't list. You know, there'll, there'll be prize drawings as prizes become available. There may be some merchandise giveaways from our shop. Uh, there may be some, uh, some watch parties, some virtual watch parties, all kinds of stuff that you get, could get invited to uh, some exclusive content, could be video, could be audio, could be a post. We've already had some exclusive content there in uh, the form of a, uh, a little post about some injury update uh, on the men's side, but we'll, we'll be uh, taking care of the pride fans as well. So uh, if you want, go check it out, kick the tires on it for a month or two, see what kind of value you're getting for your money. And if you think it's worth it, stay. And if you don't think it's worth it, tell us why. And we'll, we'll bid you a, a sad goodbye. Or tell us why, and maybe we'll make it so that you want to stay. Exactly. So there's, there's no pressure. It's not a high, high, uh, pressure sales situation here. We're just uh, putting it out there. A lot of people asked how they could help us out when we went independent and, uh, actually more people wanted a monthly subscription than wanted a, a Kickstarter type thing. Uh, so we're hoping for big things out of this and we're hoping to build a really fun sound vibrant Orlando city, Orlando pride community. Yeah. Go, or I should say scoperp <laughs> a coffee. There you go. And you know what? If you're not a joiner, that's fine too. There's, there's a little tab that says support and you can just make a donation. It says, it says, uh, buy uh, the mainland a beer. So you can buy us literally, not literally buy us a beer, but you literally give us enough money to where if we wanted to buy a beer with that money, we could. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, probably will. (laughs) (laughs) That money's going to go to the writers and the podcasters and they can buy a beer if that's what they want to do with it. Uh, Which if any of it comes my way, that's most likely where it's going to end up being. I think almost all of us would like to buy a beer with some of our money. I don't think, uh, well, not Sean's Sean's not a drinker. And I think Marcus isn't really a beer guy, but I think everybody else is pretty much down with it. Yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm definitely, I'm, as a matter of fact, when we're done with this, I'll probably go have one. Well, now the pressure's on to get me to get you to your beer. So <laughs> why don't we turn the page since there's nothing in the mailbag box? So we'll just ask people to get their questions in for next time. And we will take the next step, Dave, which is to talk about the Washington spirit. We talked a little bit uh, with Jason about it. And... You know, this is a scary team. So key matchups, 
key matchups and score predictions. I'm going to go first with Washington. I'll let you go first with Gotham. Now, if you're just going by the NWSL um, standings, Washington Spirit are on 12 points from six games played, three wins, three draws, not a loss in the league. And uh, 2-0-1 and at home. So very, very difficult to beat at Audi Field. And uh, just really tough, tough competition for the Pride. This is a, a team that's playing very, very well right now and and hanging with the biggest clubs in the league. And, and maybe, maybe they are one of the biggest clubs in the league, at least this year. And for me, I think it's all about slowing down that attack of the Trinity Rodmans of the world. You've got to Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, all the Ashleys, every Ashley, just shut them all down. All uh, the Ashleys. You can do it. <laughs> however you can do it, do it. Uh, yeah. Difficult team because they can hurt you so many ways. So I think it's really going to be a challenge for the back four for whoever is in goal, because like I said, we may see some rotation for this game from Seb. He has mentioned that the, the challenge cup, games he would like to get some younger players some minutes and and some players some minutes that haven't been getting many of them so we may see some new faces that haven't been in the lineup uh, i know they want to win this game uh, after drawing in their first challenge cup game but um i think this is a, an opportunity we're going to see some new faces so whoever's in there and the back four in in goal and in the central midfield they have their hands full with those attackers from washington and i think that's where the game will be it could be lost <laughs> for sure. Uh, and it could potentially be one if you can, if you can just do enough good things to slow them down and limit their chances and maybe keep their shots from areas that aren't quite as dangerous. I completely agree. You took what I was going to say and um, it is the absolute uh, obvious choice for key matchup. But since we like to keep things uh different i will go ahead and head to the other side of the pitch and mention that you know the pride have scored four goals in their last two matches which is great uh, of course they only scored one last match but they they're going to need to score some goals if they're going to uh get out of this uh match with anything um so i think adriana needs to uh you know finally get that you know zero that in and get it past uh whoever um, if Bright can, you know, get another one, that'd be good. But basically, goals are going to have to be scored, uh, and I, I think it's going to run through Adriana. So, you know, how effective she is at either uh, providing service or getting the goal herself, I think that's going to make a big difference in this match. So, so you're saying goals change games? Goals change games. I know it's uh, I know it's controversial, but I'm going to stick with it. All right, I'm going to be. Um, I don't know if this is pessimistic, but I'm going to say this is a difficult place to play, more difficult place to win, and I don't know what uh, what the lineup is going to be. So that's kind of got me a little bit leery of of predicting a good outcome for the Pride. I'm going to say two one spirit is what my gut is telling me. My gut is often an idiot, but um, we'll see how it does this week. Okay. Well, again. You took what I was going to say, so I'm going to have to swap it up a little bit here. Owen first has its privileges. <laughs> it does. It really does. And that's fine. You know, we, uh, we just roll with it. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I can't, am I supposed to be pessimistic with a pride or am I supposed to be optimistic with a pride? I can't remember this year. Just anyway, it doesn't matter. 
You know what? Uh, this team is sh- is showing, albeit against maybe lesser opponents, they're showing that they've got the uh, grit and determination. Um, so, <laughs> still kind of pessimistic, but better than yours. I'm going to say it's still a loss, but it's only a 1-0 loss, uh, not a 2-1 loss. All right. You think that's a less pessimistic? Well, they only give up one goal that way. Yeah, but they don't even get to score. They don't even I get know, the joy of I scoring. Know. In that scenario. Look, look, you took my score. What what do you want? <laughs> well, turnabout is fair play. You get to go first for Gotham. Now let's take a look at uh, the weekend, Dave, because the weekend we get back to the league, and it will be Orlando trying to make it three straight victories. And uh, they are going to the big apple. They are to take on uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. big apple ish. Uh, to take on the uh, the team with uh, that had the most potential for a name and and really just you know flubbed it. They're playing Batman. Uh, playing Batman. They or they could have been playing Batman instead of NJNY Gotham FC. But anyway, Flash NY Gotham FC. Uh, Gotham uh, Dave is right there with the spirit on twelve points in league play from six games played. They have four victories though and two defeats and no draws. They are only one and one at home. They have only played a couple of times at home. So really kind of don't know how good at home they're going to be this year. But the, 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 you know, they came into Orlando's house and scored one of those late, late goals and scored. In fact, an even later goal after that. And uh, as uh, pro has told us that first goal should never happened. And therefore the second goal should never happen because there shouldn't have been all that extra time added on to the end of the game. So we know that the pride can hang with Gotham, but can they beat Gotham? Well, I guess it depends on how much pro going to pro. Uh, but I think it more so hinges on um, the pride's ability to keep Lynn Williams uh, off the score sheet. Uh, she is scoring seemingly at will right now. She's got a ton of goals for Gotham, and that is that's a challenge. That's a big challenge because, um, you know, she's, she's very talented in attack. Of course, they also have Jenna Nicewanger. Um, you know, their, their attack is, <laughs> yep. Their, their, uh, their attack is, is pretty good. And so I, I, you know, kind of going off of what you were saying for, uh, Washington, how well, uh, whoever's in goal and that back line is going to be against stopping, uh, Gotham's attack in particular Lynn Williams that's going to be where it's won or lost um I'm going to say you know this is going to be second uh away match in a row on short rest uh it's a pretty tall tale uh to ask them to to do that but I'm gonna go with a, a variation of what it should have been uh when they played last which is a draw however it's going to be a one one draw um you know, pride will Pride, let's let's have it let's have it go this way. The pride get her the really late goal to to get the draw and steal the point away from Gotham. That sounds nice. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. I think um you know, I look at the standings and I look at this Gotham team. They've they've only scored seven goals this year. Most of them Lynn Williams. Play. And 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 two of them, of course, were late, late goals against Orlando. They uh they've given up just six defense is doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had uh, a lot of former pride players there, Krieger and Edmonds in the middle and 
Kelly O'Hara, of course, big upgrade at right back. And uh, Bruninha on the left side. Uh, I think an underrated defense, Gotham. Um, and Allie Krieger didn't always work out in Orlando all that great at center back, but seems to be playing better now, and they seem to be playing more cohesive now and defensively. So I'm going to say this uh, – this challenged offense for the pride. Can they score goals against this uh, defense of uh, Gotham? And um, I think that for me, that's my key matchup. And I'm going to be like, this is going to be the the second game in the week. So I think teams are going to be a little leggy and I'm going to say that shows itself in the final score. I'm predicting a nil nil draw, which is what the first game should have ended as all right well there you go that's uh that's makes perfect sense (laughs) i'll take your word for it yeah why not yeah all right well i think we're done here scoper that's it for episode five big thanks to jason anderson for coming on from pro soccer wire old friend of the podcast of now friend of the podcasts yes And uh, we will be back, of course, next week to talk about the two games this week. See how those things went. See how our predictions were. We'll check in on them. We'll we'll try to remember to select player of the match for these games. Yes, we we will. We can keep our minds going and and not in 20 different directions. And, uh, of course, there will be more games. Games owe plenty as uh, we look ahead at the schedule and... uh, the Washington spirit will be paying a, a visit to Exploria stadium on the 20th. So uh, the schedule's not getting any easier for the pride right now. And it's getting a little more congested, but uh, that's okay. As you always say, more soccer is better. Yes, it is. All right. Read our stuff, please at the mainland.com. Uh, of course, download, subscribe, rate, review, scope, soccer, wherever you get your podcast. Nobody, Nobody did that on Apple Podcasts this week, but if you leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we will find it. We will read it on the show, so be sure to do that. Uh, Get your email in for next week for our mailbag box, and uh, follow Dave on Twitter, at Mainland Dave. Follow me, at Mainland Michael. Follow Scoperp Soccer, at Scoperp Soccer, and follow the Mainland at the Mainland. Those are all the things. Yep. You can also follow the mainland on uh, Facebook. You can like us there and, and check out our posts over there where your grandparents post. That's right. All right. That's it for episode five. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks again to Jason Anderson. We will see you next time. The only thing left to do is to say, go pride, scope perp.